Hey, party people, what's good? Candia Johnson is in your listening ears with another episode of Candid Conversations. And today's topic is all about how to speak up for yourself and build confidence at work or in your business, how to respond to conflict, plus why everybody needs an F this, I'm out moment. So I talked about this in my first, I think my very first podcast, but I want to remind you of this because I know that we're going into the end of the year and you should really now is the perfect time to shed kind of all of the toxic energy or behaviors or habits or what have you that you picked up, right? Oh, uh, in 2017 and make sure you're not taking it into 2018. Right. And another thing I think, yeah, I think I'm about to level up with some intro music or some, something like that. I've been thinking about it. Right. But sometimes when I start thinking about stuff like that, it stops me from uh, consistently pushing things out. So I'm like, Candia, just keep going. Right. And on top of everything else, I have some amazing interviews coming up. That's been waiting forever. Right. Remember I told y'all life happened and I dropped the ball, but I have some amazing, just amazing interviews with women coming up. I have one woman who's scheduled to open a hotel in Houston, Texas next year. I have another woman who at one time was going through a divorce. She had a small child. She was just laid off. She had about 20 or 30 bucks in her bank account. I don't know y'all. The bank account was low and she bossed up and still walked into Whole Foods and pitched her natural hair care product line. And she's been successful ever since. And so I just cannot wait to share these stories with you guys. But listen, let's get to this confidence piece because I talked about this a bit before, but I really wanted to break down um, kind of some scripts on how you could uh, speak up for yourself and how you can address conflict and how you can have a conversation because it's so important to your work or even If you want to level up and get to that next level, you have to be able to speak up for yourself, right? So the first thing is I noticed, and I mentioned this before, you know, then doing my masterclass and the workshops, I noticed that confidence is really a reoccurring theme for people at various levels um, in their careers, across industries. Most of the responses, when I ask people to tell me what they're struggling with, it always comes down to, especially for women, uh, just the self-doubt piece and the confidence. What I've begun to understand is that it's all, most of it is rooted in fear, right? Especially when it comes to communicating with confidence and speaking up for yourself, right? Sometimes you're scared of what people may think, so you don't do like the whole self-promotion thing. Right. Or you're afraid because you think you're going to sound incompetent. Sometimes you just don't want to offend anyone. And I'll get that a lot. Right. How could I say it this way so that I don't offend people when I need them to give me something? Right. Like when I need a report or I need them to meet a deadline. I don't want to sound harsh. Right. That's that's a that's a concern for many people. Right. Sometimes you don't know how to say no. Or maybe your boss has piled so much work on you and you don't know how you can respond and let that person know that, listen, this is too much. I just can't take it all on right now. Right? So here's the thing that I need you to understand confidence and even communications. I tell people this all the time. It's like a muscle. You have to use it frequently every day to build it. 
And the key to it all is understanding that preparation breeds confidence. So like sometimes, listen, I spend a lot of the times in the mirror practicing. I spend a lot of times at my car using the, um, I have an audio to text feature on my, um, my smartphone. So I use that a lot, just anticipating questions that people will ask me during a workshop or even in a presentation. And I'll talk about it like as if I know people be looking in the car like, who is this lady talking to? Right. Because I'll be going off y'all. But I do that so that I could be I could, you know, communicate confidently, confidently communicate. And so that I'm really, really prepared for some difficult or tough questions. Right. So here's the thing. The number one rule before I even go in to teaching or coaching someone on how to have, how to speak up for themselves in a meeting is I tell them, listen, you have to watch how you speak to yourself first, right? So sometimes we speak to ourselves so bad. This is why nobody doesn't really give you the respect you deserve because you don't even know how to speak to yourself, right? So simple things like instead of saying I should have, you may want to say next time I will. Instead of saying I think, say I believe, right? Instead of saying, I'll never be able to change, say from here on, I will. Instead of saying, I really doubt that I can do anything about this, say, you know what, what's one small step that I can take to make this happen, right? Because here's the thing. One of the things that I constantly have to remind myself uh, of, no matter what I'm going through, I always say this to myself, I am the problem and I am the solution to everything. I don't care what it is. I am the problem and the solution. Because when I begin to put the solution off on someone else, it gives them too much control on how I go about the remainder of my day. I really look at it like, what can I do? And sometimes it's just about letting it go when I know that I have done or I have put forth my best effort, right? So I always say that I am the problem and I am the solution. The second part to watching how you speak to yourself is understanding that um, sometimes even when you're in in meetings, you may say first, or or maybe you even say it out loud, right? You undermine your authority with some sort of clueless disclosure, like this might be a stupid idea, but no, 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 right? That just makes you look like you lack confidence right there. So one way to, you know, breathe life into your your ideas in a meeting uh, or, you know, with your significant other is just how about this idea? What about, you know, this way of thinking, right? How about we explore this new approach? So so definitely, 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 because you're undermining your authority. Another thing that is a pet peeve for me is when people say, I know you're busy. Listen, we all busy. That's how I approach everything. So sometimes when people reach out to me and let's say, you know, I haven't responded and they're like following up. Yes, y'all, I'm human. (laughs) Right. So someone will say, Kanzia, I know you're busy. I shut them right down. Listen, you're busy, too. I don't care what role you play in business or in life. You have to assume that, you know, for me, we're all busy. Right. So I always remind people and I really just get that from women. I have to say a lot of men don't really say that to me. They just get right to kind of what they need. Right. Their request. Right. So I always try to remind people, listen, we're all busy. And, 
you know, I apologize if I was late or I didn't respond or I missed a deadline or what have you. I try to be very respectful for that. But a better way to approach kind of like a follow up is just say, hey, let's say his name is John. Hey, John, I'm following up to the email I sent on. Can you review it by five? Right. So we can get the form over to HR for processing your pay or whatever. Right. And then sometimes uh, you, you just have to be very specific. Because I get a lot of, can you send it to me as soon as you can? No. Can you send it to me by five? Can you send it to me in 30 minutes? Right? Be specific in your ask. And for my people, because I know people are going to say, well, I don't want to sound too harsh. Here's the key. End it with a pleasantry. Okay? So you could say something as simple as thanks so much. You could say have a great day. You could say you know, I appreciate your support, you know, and and helping us meet this deadline. Or sometimes I end it with a, you know, a, a question of sorts. Um, I may say, let me know if I can do anything to help you make a well-informed decision. Cause maybe the person is just struggling with something, or I'll say, let me know if I can do anything, if I can provide anything more so that you can provide a faster response or something. Right. Thank you. Have a good day. Right. So, you know, you just have to, again, just be very aware sometimes of the ways that you're speaking to yourself, but then be aware of the ways that you're also undermining your authority. Right now, a lot of the times when it comes to saying no, here's the trick. Sometimes you don't really have to actually say the word no. Right. You can offer up an alternative. You can just kind of give them the why, right? So for example, first off, I always start with an appreciation. Hey, Sally, thanks so much for thinking of me, but my calendar is booked. I'm on deadline, right? You could say that, or you can tell them why, right? Now I just told them why sort of like I have a deadline, but you can also say, you know, I'm trying to make sure I spend more time with my family during the evening, which means I have to say no, a lot more than I'd like to. Right. So that's another way. Um, you can also offer up an alternative. So I really try to do this a lot, especially in, you know, when you have your own business, especially in consulting, you want to really try to maintain the relationship. So I always think of the relationship first. I may ask, uh, you know, sometimes I'll say, what's your turnaround time? Right. If you can push your request out to next week, I can support you this way you know, offer some alternative way. Right. Or just recently someone wanted to have a meeting. It was a follow-up meeting. So typically with my new clients, um, corporate clients, I don't mind doing the first in-person meeting, but other than that, like, listen, when Candia leaves the house, Candia loses money. Okay. So typically I try to push people to have a video conference or a, um, you know, a phone conference. So, I may just last week, my client went to do a follow-up with some other partners in his firm. And I said, listen, if you're open to doing a conference call, we can make this work, right? So really look at the request sometime and see if you can offer up an alternative, right? Another thing is I may recommend someone else. If a client reaches out to me to do a workshop and I can't do it, I may say, you know, again, I may lean on the the what's your turnaround type thing. But then I'll say, hey, you know, my colleague over at Tony International, 
may be able to help you out here. Do you want me to check with her and do a virtual intro? Because then that way you're, you know, you're kind of connecting them seamlessly with another opportunity. Of course, you want to check in with your people first and make sure they're, they're good to go. Right now I do know this is another question I get a lot from people. How do you respond or have a conversation with your boss who just keeps like piling work on you? So listen, in some cases, this may work. In some cases, this may not work. So that's something I always remind people of. But one way is to bring them into the problem and help them help you, well, make a better decision, right? So it could be, you could respond like this. I'd be happy to get this done for you by four. However, I have that grant due and the budget due today, how would you suggest I prioritize that? Because listen, guys, sometimes we have to give people the benefit of the doubt. Although they've been piling a crap load of work on you all week, maybe they just don't understand what you're carrying. So once you break that down for them, they may say, okay, you know what? Put the grant and the budget aside and just focus on this report right now, right? Or even if you have, let's say, you work in an environment and you have kind of like two bosses, right? You could respond, hey, I'd be happy to do this for you. However, I'm working on Ken's budget. Should I email him and CC you and tell him that we need about, you know, we need to push this out till Friday? So help him make the decision for you. But at the same time, you're giving him the big picture of what you're really faced with right now. Okay. Now let's go into some conflict. Listen, Conflict is good. That's how I look at it sometimes. Sometimes conflict makes the relationship go stronger, right? Even in our personal lives or um, in business. And this week for Black Enterprise Magazine, I had a chance to interview Dr. Jackie from the Bravo TV show. It's a reality show called Married to Medicine. Oh my God. I loved her before. I, I love her even more now. She was such, she was so transparent, y'all. She was so... Um, if you watch the show, you know that she just has a very humble spirit. She's always very calm. And people like that always just amaze me because I'm always trying to learn how not to have a poker face. Because usually you could just read my face automatically. Okay, when I'm disgusted or repulsed by anything, you see it all up in my face. Hey, listen, y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm a work in progress. Don't judge me. But anywho, we talked about how she juggles her business with the struggles that comes with surviving breast cancer twice. She's dealing with infertility. I believe the treatments from the breast cancer caused her to be infertile. And then recently on the show, she, uh, it was revealed that her husband was having an affair and it was like all over social media. Okay. Now, mind you, this woman is a doctor. She's a GYN, I believe obstetrician. Yeah. And, uh, we really talked a lot about emotional intelligence and, you know, the power that comes from controlling your emotions and business and life. And she's really, for me, when I watch her on the show compared to the other ladies, she's masterful at that. And I'm not going to tell you the whole interview cause I'll share it soon. But one of the gems that she dropped on the show was remember this. She said, remember this, there's a difference between responding and reacting. You always have a choice. And that was powerful for me because even for me, I have like kind of these rules made up in my head. I do not respond to emotion in email, 
right? If someone is writing kind of like a nasty gram or something like that, and I feel some sort of way about it, my number one go-to statement is, do you have five minutes to jump on a call? I do not respond to emotion and email. And if they say no, and then I'll ask them to, I'll send them my schedule. Let's pick a date because the email thing can get just really crazy. Okay. And when it comes to text messages, oh, forget it. I really don't respond. I don't respond to that crap. I, first of all, anybody who's friends with me knows, I always say my cell phone is not a tracking device. I have the right not to respond. You don't have to respond right away for some reason. And I blame it on social media. We've gotten into this bad habit where we really think we have to respond right away. You always have a choice party people. There's so much power and taking a pause and taking a moment, right? And mentally stepping away or physically stepping away, right? So if you're in a meeting, one trick I learned from a former client, the U.S. Navy, I had them as a client way back when. And I remember one of the guys, I think it was a commander who told me, Candia, listen, just say you have to, just excuse yourself and say you have to go to the bathroom, Rarely will someone deny a bathroom break, right? Go to the bathroom, regroup, get your little wool saw on and return in about five minutes. Sometimes the mood can change or shift. And believe it or not, I had the Navy as a client probably 10 years ago. Um, and I have used that, I you know, not quite, not, I've used that a lot. I will remove myself and say, you know, I need a bathroom break. No one has ever told me, no, you better sit here and listen to this, <laughs> right? And a lot of the times when you return to the room, sometimes the mood has shifted. So understand the power that comes in taking a pause or taking a moment, right? And again, see, this is what I firmly believe. Protect your magic, people. When you sit there and you allow people, you know, you, it, they pull you into their drama and next thing you know, they done stole your magic for about eight hours that day. You can't even get back into your flow of things, right? So sometimes you really have to understand the impact that that emotion or that reaction, like what's that really going to cost you? That's number one, right? And then the other thing is sometimes I just really know that people have gangster fingers and when it comes to texting or it comes to email, you know, especially if we're not in the same country or the same state, I say, listen, let's just pick up the phone and talk. Right. And a lot of the times they get on the phone like, oh, no, that's not what I meant. Right. So understand the power that comes with just pausing and taking a moment. Right. For you to seek clarity first. That's so important. Another thing that I often remind myself is, listen, your feelings aren't facts, Candia. I always talk to myself. Right. Your feelings aren't facts. What is this reaction really going to cost me? Right. Because, listen, Kanzia likes to eat. Kanzia has some, some dreams and stuff that I'm trying to put into place next year. If I react, it may. I may risk it all. Right. So that's why that pause, taking a pause is so really important. Another thing that I've learned, too, is empathy. And I remember about, I want to say it was about seven years ago, I was working for a management consulting firm. It was the last firm that I worked for. And one of my managers gave me the best advice. Shout out to my former manager, Christine. Like she's still like the manager in my head. But anyway, 
she told me that I needed to be more empathetic and she was absolutely correct. And it's something, Christine, you're going to be proud of me because I talk about this story over and over and over again at my workshops, right? It's about your ability to put yourself in the other person's shoes. See, that's why that pause is so necessary before you kind of communicate something really, really harshly, right? Empathy is really one of the keys to influence and leadership. Seriously. I always say this, y'all have to realize this as you climb higher on your ladder of success, whatever that ladder is, it becomes more about your ability to rally people around a cause, to inspire behavior change, those sorts of things. You can only do that when you're, when you have a certain level of empathy, you know, really is anyone going to care about your IQ? It's really about your EQ. That stands for emotional intelligence. It's your ability to be very self-aware of your emotions as well as the emotions of others, right? And manage yourself accordingly. It's also about ego checking yourself. I have to do that a lot. Like Candia, is this the ego talking or is this Candia talking? See, there's two different, listen, all of us got multiple personalities if you ask me. But seriously, part of that empathy is really uh, processing the empathy and putting it into practice is really making sure that you ego check yourself, right? Because here's what I want you to understand, guys, right? Okay, yes, it's about putting yourself in the other person's shoes, right? It does not mean that you have to agree with them. It's just simply trying to have a better understanding of where they're coming from. So once I get my mind right, right? Get the ego out the way, really put on my, you know, my calm, cool and collected candy of response. I may say, help me understand, right? Whether it's an email or even in person, I may say, help me understand why this email was sent without the approval of the client, right? Because that allows you to see where that person is coming from. Another way to respond is I may kind of try to identify a common goal first before I even approach the situation. If I feel like it's some tension involved, I may say, listen, I know we both want the best. If I'm working with a subcontractor, let's say, I know we both want the best for for this client, right? Um, Help me understand where you're coming from with this new direction, you know, that you went about putting into practice, right? So, uh, you know, once you identify the common goal, you get that person at the same playing field. It's about, again, having a conversation. See, what most people don't understand is conflict is simply conversation, really. It's an ability to level up. It's ability to even, again, make the relationship stronger. Okay. Now, sometimes, listen, I do understand that that approach may not work. There's several different ways you can, you can, you know, approach a situation, especially when it comes to conflict. Sometimes you have to be very specific about the pattern of behavior that this person is demonstrating and then the outcome, like how is this affecting you or how is it affecting the project or uh, a, a deal that you're trying to close, right? So for example, you could say, instead of saying, why are you always late, right? You could say, I noticed you came to work 10 minutes late every day last week, which caused us to, you know, submit the proposal late, right? Again, it's the pattern and then the outcome. And what that does is it helps 
you to help that person see that this is something that I've witnessed that you're actually doing, right? Because a lot of the times when you, when you start a conversation with, oh, why are you always late, right? The person is automatically defensive. And they may be defensive either way, but the best way to deal with things is to then, when you get to a point, again, it depends on what it is, is to identify the pattern and then the outcome that that behavior is is causing, right? So I noticed you came into work 10 minutes late every day. It caused us to be late without delivery to the client. Help me understand where you're coming from, okay? And then listen, when it comes to... (laughs) managing relationships and business and life. And I, and I deal with this a lot, uh, even in my masterclass when I'm working with groups or even in a corporate setting and people are trying to figure out better ways to kind of have a conversation, a difficult conversation with people. Listen, sometimes you just have to say F this, I'm out, right? Everybody needs an F this, I'm out moment. And let me just tell y'all this. Everyone needs at least three moments, right? In their lifetime, when they got serious and say, you know what? Nope. I figured it out. I just deserve more, right? Because this is what builds confidence. When you can speak up, speak up for yourself and say, you know what? I'm at a point in my life where this isn't working for me anymore. I'm at a point in my life when this isn't, where this isn't working for my needs anymore, where this isn't working This is not going to put me in a place where I want to grow, right? So sometimes it's about looking at conflict as a good thing because number one, it could lead you into conversation. Number two, it can lead you into a whole other opportunity. And that was, you know, if you listen to my first podcast, when I talked about the, like the kind of aha moment that pushed me out of my job is when they tried to tell me I needed to have a roommate. Um, and that was the only way they would continue to pay for my apartment and all these other things. It's like, you have to have a roommate. No, you will not tell me how to live. Right. So sometimes you have to look at that. It wasn't even about me having a conversation with them anymore. It was just no. So sometimes we, uh, you have to get to a point where you understand you want other people to change or you want other environments to change, but it's you that has to change. Right. So that I mean, it just really depends on your situation. I try to encourage people to understand that equally important to your logic is your gut. Right. And it's that feeling and pay attention to that. Right. Do don't diminish it with logically this 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 just, this, you know, excuse me, this doesn't make sense. Sometimes your gut outweighs all logic. And for me at that point, it did. And that was my I'm out moment. And it gave me confidence to put myself out there, to step outside of my comfort zone, right? So I think everyone needs to learn how to walk away from things that no longer serve you. That is the F this I'm out moment. What is your F this I'm out moment for this year, right? Because again, I said it in the beginning, at this point, we've probably, all of us, this is like a good shedding period. You should be shedding things right now, behaviors, habits, people, situations, right? That should be your F this I'm out moment. And you should journal these things that you're doing and remind yourself when you're struggling with confidence, remind yourself that you've been at this place before and you still came out stronger. It's going to hurt, right? Because like exercising, when we want to exercise and shed a couple of pounds, we know it's not going to feel good in the beginning, 
So that's what you have to remember, right? And also something to help you. So I talked about the 20 seconds of confidence, but there's actually a really good book by Mel Robbins called The Five Seconds of Confidence. It is fantastic, game-changing, right? And it's about understanding that if you don't put your ideas into practice within the first five seconds that you won't act on them. So it challenges challenges uh, people to make the ask, practice spontaneity, things of that sort. So get the book. There's also a really, really good YouTube video, uh, a TEDx talk. It has like 10 million views. So it's excellent. I'm going to include that in the podcast notes. So that is it, party people. I hope y'all enjoyed this today. Drop me a line uh, at Candia Johnson on Twitter, uh, Candy J on Instagram. You can email me, hello at CandiaJohnson.com. Shout out to all my peeps who DM'd me and sent me emails um, about my podcast, about how I'm celebrating. I appreciate the love, y'all. I'm really trying to be continue to be in beast mode throughout the year. But have fun in beast mode too. So, anywho, take care, y'all. Thanks for listening. Bye.